0: In podcast land and uh, you're welcome to uh Main chronic. It's half a good game. Another uh, podcast. I'm here with Fergal Lynch. He wants to say something straight away. Yeah, uh, is, is, is <laughs> it,
1: just, a, just a point to note about that podcast land. Are, is everybody out there in podcast land, or are we in podcast land?
0: Well, everybody's joined together. We're all together. <laughs> all right. As, 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 and it
1: extends to all the world. to sing. We've got listeners in many
0: places around the world. It seems. Yeah. So I've been told. And. Hey, welcome to everybody, wherever you are, and I hope you had a great week and a sporting week. We had, we had a, an event for the week down here, and the main, of course, the event was the fact that Colorado took charge of his first game as me manager, first competitive match as me, no, no, first league match as me manager. Yeah, first league game. Get that right. And first league match as manager and marked it with a win, a, a very encouraging win too because I watched it on TV on PG Car, the third uh, showing. But Fergus, you were down there and, uh, wow, you know, second half. Well, yeah, are we on the way back? Yeah, just
1: we were saying earlier on that we'll have to book the Monday after the All Ireland final off work. Uh, we'll be drinking cans or Scrumpy Jack above and the Fair Green in Navin with the Sam Maguire oh, the Sam Maguire <laughs> and uh, whatever Monday whatever whenever the All Ireland is played now second Monday or second Sunday or I third you, Sunday in July third
0: September Did or is it Monday first
1: th- is it the last Sunday in July or, I'm not sure I when it it's was a
0: standing joke here for years folks out there uh, you know the, yeah. uh, you know we used to every January
1: thing. we used to book the third Monday in <laughs> September off hope in hope <laughs> hope, uh, hope beyond hope, hope in, in,
0: in, but as somebody said this morning and uh, Gavin already said they hope they that Yeah, yeah, but but, uh, look, it's 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 good
1: to have some a little bit of hope. And uh, okay, it's it's been saying said in jest that we'll win the All Ireland, but nobody nobody said we'd win the All Ireland when we started out in '96 either. um, When Sean Boylan brought in an awful lot of new kids on block and uh, enjoyed instant success, and we won another All Ireland in '99. Went on and won. So you know, there's nothing to say it can't happen. Well, More than likely won't happen, but you know, we, as we said, it is the hope that kills us. But it's uh, if well, you haven't got hope, you've got nothing.
0: Before '96, we're only in All Ireland five years. Before that, it's what how many years now, twenty-one or twenty years since. Yeah, we're it's in
1: 2001, it was two thousand and one. So you're coming. This will be twenty-two years without yeah. without uh, an All Ireland final. But just. Um, Certainly enough positives coming away from Cork yesterday. Uh, beautiful stadium, by the way. Unbelievable facilities. Pitch was immaculate. Uh, you, can you, where, you can see where you can see where they pumped the money into Parky Quayve. I know they're in in huge debt down there, but they have a they have a grounds uh, for many 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 decades to come, and it's it's top class. Um, but coming away from Park Tolchin last night, um, uh, Colin Rourke mentioned it, and you'll hear his interview that that we did with him. Uh, the local media gathered and we got an interview with Colin after the game he was saying that the road is a lot shorter on the way home uh, after a result but more importantly after a performance like that because um, you know for too long we haven't been able to express ourselves maybe playing football and, and that's not a criticism of Andy McEntee Andy uh, had set up his team the way that he wanted to play and uh, with the expectation of getting results and it was the way football went for a long time where teams set up ultra defensively it was that fear of losing rather than uh, taking the risk of trying to win a game and um, it happened before Andy as well I remember Mead going out to play um, Dublin and in a Leinster final I think it was under Mick O'Dowd and it was it was you know let's contain it let's be in with a shout and um, being 8 points down at half time after being ultra defensive and uh just getting blown away then in the second half so football hasn't been great in those 22 years that I know when you look back you, t- you can pick out the odd game here and there that was great like we won a Leinster in 2010 and got to All-Ireland semi-finals in 2007 2009 uh, got to the Super 8s in 2018 was it so you know there have been moments and we had we had that season in Division 1 where from the 7 games we only got a draw uh, but but 6 encouraging enough performances or 5 a, of them it's anyway
0: it's as I've seen them with such confidence as they did in the second second half yesterday. Yeah, well and, and that's it. It's
1: you know, if we'd been beaten yesterday, the first half wasn't great. There was a no, lot of mistakes, took, took a lot of errors. To uh, get a point. Yeah, it on. yeah, and the goal Shane Walsh's goal really sustained and we'll come to Shane Walsh in a minute but um it's, it's just the style of play. It's good to go and watch a mid team moving the ball quickly from defense and then playing that quick diagonal ball into forward who, yeah, who yeah. have been kept up. Now Colum had said during the Auburn Cup that it was going to be Mead's intention to keep three men up front all the time. Now he didn't really keep three up front. There was times where there was only two up front, and they kind of alternated who was inside. But for the most part, Matt Costello, Shane Walsh, Jordan Morris stayed yeah, was, uh, stayed up top, and Killian O'Sullivan was a good track getting on the ball. And then Matt Costello and Shane Walsh didn't come out the field and and worked hard out the field as well. And I have to say. Shane Walsh was unbelievable. There was yeah, talk. Brilliant
0: performance, yeah.
1: There, there, had been talk that he was taking a year out from Mead football. He was disillusioned with with it, with the style that Mead had had been playing. That he felt as if his um his particular set of skills, as Liam Neeson might say, weren't being utilised to the best. Uh, and he kind of got you know disgruntled with it or disillusioned with it. But he um. Colin O'Rourke even uh, again you'll hear it referenced in the interview where he said that there was a, a lot of conversations with Shane Walsh and thankfully he got him back on board and as he said an awful lot of natural footballers in mead, and Colm Moreau just wants them to go out and play football, go out and express themselves. And well, they are given that freedom,
0: and uh, that it's lovely to see. That. You see how they can blossom under that.
1: Yeah, like like we, Killian O'Sullivan has always been an exceptional footballer, and you can see this year that he's just flourishing from this new role where he's been told new role. It's not a new role; it's it's mm. his natural role. He's everywhere. This uh, where he and a couple of times. He made these great runs in behind the defence and okay, the ball wasn't picked out. Uh, Meade went in on a different option and there are little things that are going to work out uh, that have to be worked out. But, you know... This slow ponderous of working the ball up to the 45, then turning around and hand-passing it back to somebody in midfield and working it from left wing over to right wing and trying to change the point of attack slowly over and back across the 45, that wasn't doing me any favours. So now the ball has been let in an awful lot quicker where the forwards, especially against Cork yesterday, you could see defensively, defensively they were dodgy, they were shaky. Uh, from an attacking point of view coming out from defence they were dangerous their, their wing backs and, and their wing forwards dropped deep and they got in the ball and uh, Matty Taylor was a real threat and Sean Mehan caused problems as well and Brian O'Driscoll Owen McSweeney Sean Powder then they dropped deep and they moved the ball quick from defence but um, in terms of being defenders Mead were on top of them Throughout the game, I yeah, felt the
0: defending was
1: very good. Covering, yeah, but uh, but Meads forwards had the better of the Cork defenders throughout, and and they just when they when, when they, they cut cut loose again in the second half, they just really made made hay and took the goals really well. I know Killian O'Sullivan still might have been there. Uh, Maybe one or two over the four allowed steps, or maybe ten, maybe four or five, five, six, seven, maybe over the four allowed steps. But there's no taking away from the finish. Brilliant finish, yes. In, brilliant. Inside of the foot, yeah, top, just top corner
0: as well. He's a tremendous engine, though. He's an incredible engine.
1: Calico yeah, yeah. he just never stops. He's clever as well. He has it between the ears, and he's he's one of these guys that you feel that. Um, even he—he's going to be one of the fellas that will play into his thirties because he has it between the years as well. You know, he—he's clever. His positioning in the game, his awareness around him, uh, is just very, very good. Um, probably lads going into their 30s are going to be playing inter-county football It's going to be few and far between in the future but he's one that will definitely I'd say he still has another three or four years to get to that stage but he's one that will definitely um, be there thereabouts for hopefully this new renaissance under Colin O'Rourke.
0: Of the, of the newcomers uh, Faragal which of them do you think uh, stood out he, he gave a couple of new players their debuts. Yeah, well, at this yeah. level
1: At at league level, yeah, there was was three or four lads made their first appearance in the league and and he referenced the the fact that we basically had four rookie defenders played yesterday you know Adam O'Neill came up he was meant to start but he didn't get to start picked up a knock in training so James O'Hare started Uh, Adam O'Neill came on neither of them had played league before I don't think James O'Hare had he might have played the game against Mayo but I don't think he had no I don't think he had Michael Flood from St. Bridget's uh, made his first league appearance stepped in at full back Uh, and Daniel O'Neill played as well now I know he had been on the panel before but I'm not sure he had played league football before so you had four of the seven Meade defenders that played yesterday were complete rookies at this level. And it certainly not one of them looked out of place. James O'Hare got uh, had a tough time of it. All, the full back line had a tough time of it for a while against Stephen mm-hmm. Sherlock, uh, who scored 14 points, 14 of Cork's 19 points. He was by
0: some way their best player, yeah.
1: Yeah, but 12 of those were from freeze. So once Meade improved their discipline, which was poor in the first half, gave away a few silly frees, sloppy, careless frees that just gifted Sherlock, uh, which for him were tap over frees, tap over points. Um, once Meade improved in that in the second half, defensively they were very good, very disciplined, then they moved that ball really, really well. Donald Kogan driving out from the back. Ronan, Ronan Jones did well in midfield we um, did, yeah. uh, and then and moving into the forwards and Jason Scully his input for the goal was you know a brilliant turnover just out, around the 45 metre line and drove straight at the heart of the Cork defence laid it on a plate then for Jordan Morris who improved as the game went on we did think at half time mm. That he was going to get the curly finger and and be called ashore mm. because it just hadn't gone well for him in the first half, but mm. uh, he came out for the second half and scored a brilliant point and he was like a a man with a, a bug in his ear after a bit of a telling He's off at halftime. Free
0: role, isn't he? He's just allowed to sort of roam where he yeah, and, he sees that, uh, potential to get bored.
1: And that's what that's what Colin Mouraka said. This is a magnificent bunch of individual footballers. We're not going to burden them with tactics. We're not going to look to. Uh, tell them you have to do this and you have to do that. They're brilliantly individual football talented footballers. He's going to put a bit of shape on the team, but tell the players go out and play now they, there's going to they, be mistakes does will that give
0: players a wonderful freedom though, it, do, it? it does and it it's going to lead
1: to they're mistakes by, yeah
0: well they're not afraid to make mistakes afraid no. to sort of no. uh, step outside the restrictions whatever the tactical yeah, the yeah. framework they're given
1: and, and that was always probably the fear of losing was more than, than the uh, the thrill of winning <laughs> you know it was always yeah. there before but you know Mead are going to lose games and they're going to lose games heavily This year, there's no doubt about it because yeah, yeah, undoubtedly, we'll because because we're we they're going all out attack. Colin Morroch said it yesterday, we make no secret of it, they want to score goals. We should be loud, well, we we should be clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we will we will take beatings this year, no, no doubt, no doubt, we will take beatings now, league and championship, it could happen, but. At least it's positive football, and it's going to take a couple of years for this system of to improve the like we're now playing kick football which you haven't played in in a few years so that uh, that skill level has to rise the quality of the foot pass yeah, has to improve and that's going to take a couple of years for players to gel together know when to make the right runs improve the accuracy of the foot pass uh, get it done quicker and then we bring more people into the system more players into playing that system of football and it will work the cross out the
0: field pass didn't work that well in the first half but it, you know it, it's, it's a ploy that he likes a lot of teams do like yeah, it, of course yeah. but it, and it didn't work that well so that's something it, probably a piece. Be exactly, and,
1: and streamlined. Look, we will, we will take Hydens. We'll take Beaten's. Hydens oh, is a is a strong word. We will take Beaton's There's no doubt. But when was the last time Mead scored three fourteen against a quality opposition? I can't remember. It's definitely away from home.
0: Where definitely the opposition, Cork. Well,
1: because they're, everything uh, has gone <laughs> kaput <laughs> there, on me. Yes,
0: they, yeah. they are, There's no doubt. They're
1: they're a top ten team, probably <laughs> top ten, top twelve team. Uh, Bookies obviously thought they were a quality opposition. They had made at nearly three to one before throwing. Wow, that Cork be nice were heavy favourites, which. It was very difficult to understand considering me that beaten Cork by eight points in the in division 2 last year. Yeah. So I didn't I don't know where that was coming from. The bookies
0: but Cork they yeah. don't often do do
1: they? But Cork were coming up from division 3 last year and were probably I think they they had only eight of the team that played last year. So they would come off the back of a successful McGrath Cup and had beaten Kerry I think in the McGrath Cup and I know it was a Kerry team in name only but um it was uh, it was definitely a positive performance from a Mead point of view, and one that will get the whole county buzzing, get the whole county talking. And when when Meads are on a high and the confidence is high among the supporters and the players, we can go places. And that's why you're hoping for a huge crowd in Navan next Sunday when when Clare come to town. Mm. And you talk about Mead should be uh, should be loud and should beat Limerick. I would say the Clare, Loud and Limerick games were the three games that we had identified. Let's win those three games. Definitely, And and that will get us away from relegation. But now all of a sudden, you've beaten Cork away from home. You've cleared the next day, which I know we lost to Clare in the All-Iron qualifiers. And Clare came from behind yesterday to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat against Loud. Um, So... You win next Sunday. You've two on the board. You've got a break, and of go course, back, do a bit more work, and then you've Derry trip to and Derry. Of course,
0: it's so important. Well, Derry, probably well after Dublin, probably well. Could, what about uh, the fact that could there only or could Dublin only beat there by a point? Well, surely that's encouraging for us as well because yeah, it shows us Dublin have that this dominant force to work once
1: I, But I saw a very obvious thing from Dublin on Saturday night compared to Dublin of the last few years was that their shot selection and their execution of their shooting was extremely poor compared to the other years Like they, Dublin operate on a 80% 85% scoring return from their shooting I don't know what it was on, on Saturday um, because but
0: that's it, a sign of the Empire Croning
1: though is it, it it's a sign that I'd say they haven't seen a football at training yet Right. I'd say that that team didn't play in the in the Auburn Cup they gave their younger fellas a run in the Auburn Cup it's the first game that they've played this year I'd say they haven't seen a football in training I'd say they've been running and running and running and improving their fitness and in the gym they haven't so done I wouldn't take too much encouragement I, wouldn't from take, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take uh, well, I would say, that, I, I know, take I take encouragement doing heavy, they're,
0: they're doing heavy training at the moment so they're
1: not I take encouragement from Mead's well, me performance against Cork Mead are doing, training Cur- too, Mead I mean, are doing heavy training but they're doing a lot of ball work as well and they'd played Donegal in a challenge match uh, last week and had beaten Donegal in a challenge match so that was a, a, another, another Kerry, positive course, sign right. Donegal beating Kerry yeah so um, there's plenty to, encourage, to be encouraged about I'd love to play Dublin next week mm. if that's their if that's the way their training is going at the minute, I'd say by the time they roll into town on St Patrick's weekend, they'll be a, a little bit of a more well-oiled machine and a little bit more uh, football work into them. Football work into them in terms of their training and their shooting accuracy is bound to improve. But me, they're bound to improve as well. And I'm under absolutely no illusions that they're far from the finished product. And we're under no illusions that. Of getting carried away with ourselves here, nobody's saying we're going to be promoted. But Division Two is huge when this the, year in terms of
0: when, yeah
1: it, uh, the structures for the championship. So finishing
0: the top four is
2: vital.
1: Like top four, yeah. Top five, anyway, yeah. um, and leave six, seven, and eight. You know, if you finish six, seven, or eight, is there eight teams in the league. Yeah, we seven games. Yeah. yeah, so you finish six, seven, or eight. It's um, there's a possibility. That you know, Westmead are guaranteed a place in the Sam Maguire. And then with the way the old or the Conic Championship, we, we talked about this last week, the way the Conic Championship is structured, uh, one of Leitrim, Sligo or London are going to be in a conic final, so they're guaranteed a place in the Sam Maguire. Yeah. So
0: well, it's, it's,
1: there's two places gone. Yeah. And if one of the teams coming up from Division Three gets to a provincial final that all of a sudden that's another place gone so you're uh, you, you have to finish in the top five I think in, in to guarantee mm. which is re- madness to guarantee a place in the Sam Maguire next year which okay if you end up in the Tolshan Cup you end up there for a reason because that's where you are that's your level and teams can build on that and, and go on and win it but for mead football we need to be playing Sam Maguire and the win in Cork it moves us one step closer to that and it was great in
0: division one as well and, and to get there we need to finish top two uh, isn't it so
1: uh, need to be playing division one but um you know, Derry played in Division 2 last year and they won an Ulster Championship.
0: They are a rising
1: force, yeah. They're right, team. but they're still in Division 2 this yeah. year, you know, and they played Division 2 last year. You have, Cork, or you have Dublin in Division 2 this year. We've Kildare in Division 2. Um, so it's a competitive Division 2. Once you're getting good competitive football, there's no point in saying, oh, we have to be playing Division 1 football if, because we're playing against better opposition. But two or three years ago, we were in Division 1 football and we got six beatings and one draw, mm. that did nothing for the confidence going into the Championship. Mm. If you can play in a competitive Division 2, okay, it's not against the top teams in the country, but uh, there's no point going and playing Kerry, and, which we did and actually did quite well down in Killarney when we were in Division 1. But There's no point going there and getting bet by 10, 12 points, getting bet by Mayo by 8 or 10 points, getting bet by Dublin in Division 1 by, uh, well, we were only bet by 3 or 4 points, I think, that as well. Like There were encouraging performances in Division 1, we went into the championship off the back of six losses and a draw, uh, a fortunate draw with Monaghan. But I think being competitive, there's, it's, it is a competitive division too, get a couple of good wins under your belt, go into the championship on a bit of a high, hopefully into the Sam Maguire by finishing in the top. I think top three is very realistic for Mead now everybody would say it's going to be Dublin, Derry and Kildare so for Mead to break into that top three they're going to have to beat one of those three teams
0: yeah well yeah and
1: and that will be very definite progression, and games against those three teams are definitely tough challenges that will bring me down.
0: It'll be a full house signed on for the double match. That is down here, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: in Partholshen on Sympatricks weekend. Yeah,
0: Sympatricks weekend. So hopefully we're still well in the mix at that stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anything
0: but worry, worried about just this performance. Yeah, about we
1: conceded can- nineteen points. Um, right. uh, we were talking to Colin O'Rourke afterwards, and everything was very positive. All the question was very positive, and, and I. I didn't want to bring the mood down by saying, you know, but we conceded 19 scores. We, we scored 17. At the end of the day, we were outscored by two scores. The goals made the difference, obviously, and we always look capable of getting goals. We should have had maybe another couple. Now, Cork could have had one or two. Harry Hogan made two super saves. One where she got a slight deflection onto a shot from Maddie Taylor. And then another one where a, a flicked long ball in flick towards goals and he was in the right place to get to to it twice actually but uh, we could have had more goals as well but um yeah, so in terms of discipline, we gave away soft frees, as I said already in the first half. We need to improve on that. We can't be giving teams simple tap-over points.
0: Took us 15 minutes, 16 to, minutes to get a yeah, point.
1: Long, long periods without getting scores as well. That was a trait throughout the Auburn Cup where we went 12, 14 minutes without a score. I um, Just a, a quick look through the notes here. You know, okay, it took us nearly seven minutes to get the goal. Then it was another 10 minutes before Matthew um, Costello got a point. Then we got... In the 20th and the 22nd minute, got two in a row. Kind of good flourish there. But we went from the 25th minute, uh, no more scores then. So there was, I think there was a minute of injury time. So there was 11 minutes there without a score after uh, a match of Free had made it 1-5-8. to eight. In the second half... Um, Oh, sorry no we did we got one more point yeah we got one more point we went 8 minutes without a score and then the second half we got a score in the 39th minute and didn't get one until the 52nd minute so that was another scoring uh, barren spell there of 12 or 13 minutes mm. that we didn't get one then we hit 1-4 in a row uh, went from 1-8 to 14 points to 2-12 to 14 points so that that was game over at that stage and then we scored consistently um Though we only got one point in the last, with injury time, one point in the last 12 minutes. He's so by
0: shot conversion there, does did,
1: did we miss many? No, it didn't miss, it didn't, didn't have many wides. No, jeez, um, I thought I was keeping a track and uh, notes of the wides, but when you look back and you see that maybe we only had three, three... We had five wides, maybe, from right. my reckoning now. I might have missed one or two, but we didn't have that many wides. But we did squander a couple of decent goal chances. Uh, Derek Hampion had an opportunity that was tame enough effort to keep her. on Martin mm-hmm. saved it. And then uh, Jordan, Morris. Jordan Morris' follow-up was brilliantly scooped off the line. By uh, Neil Martin again, yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of, couple of good goal chances. But look, at there. you should always walk away with things to work on if you come away from a game thinking oh well that was perfect you're on a hiding to nothing mm-hmm. the next day we all remember 2001 when we walked away from an All-Ireland semi-final after beating Kerry by 213 to 4 points or 213 to 5 points or something and uh, thought oh, so we're going to walk the All-Ireland against Galway and we got our arses handed to us in the All-Ireland final mm-hmm. so the day you walk away thinking well that was perfect is the day you're losing
0: well speaking as a Meade supporter I, I was really in Encouraged by the second half performance. it's just looking at them playing with a certain uh, lack. Of, we talk about uh, with, with a certain freedom and a new, a re- newfound confidence. Really, it was just brilliant to see that because we know as we go into club matches how there are very good footballers around. Yeah, and uh, as I, I said before, you know David Brady, the retort manager, former me uh, Mayo player. He, he was saying that, you know, as far as he's concerned, is as good a player, good players here in me as there are in Mayo or Dublin. Yeah. Every yeah. bit is good. Yeah. So, but to see the team play with that, that, that sense of confidence and renewed, it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, from- and that and that's what I said. So supporters have to be patient now because that's not going to work every day. That's it worked in the second half yesterday. It's not going to work every day. So patience. <laughs> supporters have to be patient now and instead of after a defeat or after it doesn't go well one day instead of getting on the player and management back about it let let them learn on the job they're learn. they're going to learn on the job here so it's it's looking positive for me to, and uh on to on to Claire next sunday on
0: to Claire. big crowd surely yeah please uh, god yeah,
1: product, yeah. And just before we move on, we'll uh, just play the interviews that, uh, first of all, it's myself and Davey Risman caught up with Matt Costello, and uh, then after that, myself, Davey, and Brendan Cummins uh, caught up with the mead manager, Colm O'Rourke. Uh, you won't hear me jumping in with too many questions here, should boys at all the questions, so uh, here's the interviews. First of all, Matt Costello, and that will be followed then by Colm O'Rourke.
3: Yeah, god jeez, we're delighted. Like coming down today we uh, we just wanted to put on performance, especially for all the the traveling fans, and yeah, we're just so delighted. Got to a bit of a slow start, but once we got into our stride I think we really showed kind of what we're made of.
4: Was there a bit of pressure maybe at the start? the first half performance wasn't all that all that good. Probably fortunate to maybe be only two points down at half time, but as you say, second half came good. Showed great fitness, the intensity was there and it was a really
3: strong finish from us. Yeah, definitely, especially kind of felt like it was a little bit of redemption, the way we started the, the league last year, it was kind of so so poor, we just let the game get away from us kind of travelling into Galway, so I suppose today it just felt so good to sort of uh, you know, get over the slow start and then just, uh, yeah, getting to our side it was great.
4: And obviously the way the
3: league is structured this year with the championship,
4: the, the consequences, getting off to a fast start is, is so, so important, obviously down here, a tough place to come,
3: and, and very hard teams in the division as well this year absolutely yeah fast start was, was, was so necessary you know now we kind of have eased the pressure slightly um, for next week but obviously we want to get a big meet crowd and declare and to keep the momentum going and hopefully go two from two for this you, next week
4: you got three goals you created many more chances um, I suppose the mixture of kicking running off the shoulder and that it's clearly coming to fruition
3: absolutely yeah yeah the message this year I suppose is just be a little bit more free-flowing uh, back ourselves you know kicking a little bit more a bit, uh, diagonal balls in and uh, running off the shoulder and I think that was kind of clear to see that there's, there's signs there um, but obviously we're all not getting ahead of ourselves either we know it's just the first game feels good but we've got another few more games to come Huge game next Sunday against Clare and Navan. should be a big crowd for that one Absolutely and hopefully there is a big crowd um, You know, we want to play in front of the biggest crowds we, uh, we can and obviously at home we hopefully make that a little bit of a, a cauldron for Clare coming and like I said go for two from two Thanks You seem that. to have a lot more space there in the second half what kind of looked uh, opening up do you think? I'm not sure, I think um, the message at half-time was we were, we were getting there and then um, we really kind of probably went a bit more of, of a pencil in the second half, kind of got myself Walsh and Jordan at the start to, uh, to start a little bit uh, more narrow and then break out wide and, and it seemed to work. Um, we obviously got, I think we one or two of the goals came from turnovers as well, so once you get those turnovers you kind of put Claire the, or Cork on the back foot and uh, maybe that was kind of more the case, but we just kind of pushed up higher and turned them over and, and got rewards for it. Sure. It's always looked like a tough opener for you. I mean, how big is it for you psychologically to come down here and win? Um, yeah, it's massive. But like I said, I suppose we're just not getting ahead of ourselves. We, you know, we got to a slow start last year and and we felt like we kind of got better as, it came, as the game or as the league went on. But it's just kind of too little, too late. So to get off to a fast start this year and hopefully keep playing better in every game and, you know, who knows where we are at the end of this league. Hopefully we're near the top end of the table anyway.
2: Great start. I suppose we came down here and uh, we thought... Those of us involved in the management side of it would have thought that things had gone well over the last two weeks in particular and the team was beginning to come together very nicely, particularly after Donegal and and the week's train. We thought things were were shaping smoothly and we were thinking we'd get a big performance. Now at half time, we weren't so happy, but uh, in the second half, I think they showed what they were capable of. How worried were you at half time? because you weren't really playing second fiddle for
4: most in that first half?
2: Yeah and I thought going in at half time we actually were lucky enough not to be farther behind. Uh, I thought we could have been five or six down such so was the dominance of Cork and lads seemed to be very nervous and doing all sorts of silly things so the sort of message to them was settle down lads and just start playing football and relax and and enjoy your game. And I suppose the the lads who came on then for the second half certainly added a bit more energy and enthusiasm to it as well. So maybe we were lucky in that regard that things started to go well, things opened up, we got a couple of great goals, could have got a couple more, but... uh, You know, in in Mead, everybody wants to see a finishing strongly and to have a good second half rather than the other way around. And I think those lads showed the sort of traditional qualities of the team. Their uh, kicking of the ball in the second half improved enormously and the score-taking was very good. Did you think at half-time that possibly they Cork weren't as happy defending as they were going forward from defence Yeah well we did make that point at half time if we did get the ball in it did look as if our forwards had the beating of them and like the first half we should have had another goal uh, Derek Campion was blocked on the line and Jordy had the rebound just turned away so from that point of view we knew that if we got at them higher up the field there was probably a very good chance of getting goals and you know we, we make no secret of the fact that we're going to go for goals and Harry Hogan find double save as well. At a crucial stage. At a crucial stage, I think. Though, I don't know what was in at the time, but uh, you know that's. Well, I suppose that's Harry's job. I suppose is <laughs> to stop them from going in and kick the odd one out to his own man. <laughs> so, <right laughs> yeah. So yeah, he did a, He did a. He, he really saved us at that stage because if they had to get a goal at that time, like it looked easy in the end, but it wouldn't have taken that much with ten minutes to go to change the course of the game. If they had to get that goal, we were on the back foot there next Sunday in Park Talton now the morale will be high the spirits will be high on the way home from Cork great to get an away victory as well and to score three fourteen as well so morale will be high and it will be in the county as well Colin. yeah absolutely I think this will give a lift to everybody and uh, as particularly I think the sort of way that the lads went about the second half uh, and played good football uh, good a lot, a lot of good kicking and accurate kicking of the ball and held on to it when we needed but like we prepared very very well for this game like you know uh, we prepared in the past for all Ireland finals but we didn't prepare any better than we did for this game that was the intent we had and we will do the same for Clare we'll have a chat about this now uh, and park it and get back to training but it'll be nice to go back on the bus it'll be a short road home and uh, I'd say training on Tuesday night will be very enjoyable Shane Walsh made some contribution Colin you must be absolutely thrilled to have him back Absolutely. It was uh, a great conversation or a series of conversations with Shane Walsh and I'm delighted for him because we all knew he was a great footballer and all we wanted him to do was come and play. You know, We didn't burden him with tactics or you do this or you do that. Like, When you have good players together, you really only need to put them out there, get a bit of shape on them and Shane Walsh showed that.
4: Is that the message to the forwards in general? Because we see Jordy is a freestyle footballer nearly as well and it's just go out and play and enjoy it, really.
2: Yeah, and they, they've worked hard among each other and they communicate among each other. But again, we're not burdening them too much with tactics because I think they are very talented individual players. So really, we just want to get the best out of them in an individual and a team sense.
4: Any updates on Jack Flynn and maybe Conor McGill for next week?
2: Well, Jack Flynn won't be long. Conor McGill may be a bit longer. Uh, but I was delighted with, with, with the full back line, considering there was uh, very much rookies in there and bringing on Adam O'Neill and Harry O'Higgins, fellas who had never played it before, and James O'Hare and Michael Flood. So we ended up with four fellas that had, I don't think had ever played for me in a league match. I may be wrong on that one, but uh, it was, I think, in the end there, they, they all did really, really well because they were under intense pressure at times. Brilliant
4: to see a huge crowd down here as well.
2: Absolutely. I think there's a sort of enthusiasm about football in Mead, which was helped, I think, too, by the junior and regional competition. I think that has given a boost to everybody. And also the fact that uh, the players who did well in that have been rewarded. And I suppose the other side of it, too, is now like people are saying about all these new players, but they have been going well in training. So, you know, we are saying if you're going well in training, you're going to be put on and which it showed today. So it will mean that training from now on will it be even more intense
0: and uh, well Mead Hurters were out last weekend as well Fergal and they played Kildare and Dungani in the Keogh Cup they had to win by something like over 16 17 points
1: 17 points I yes, think yeah. they
0: had to win by that to uh, win the Keogh Cup because it's, it's on a league basis this year they never looked like doing that never at any stage they, they conceded a goal earlier on now there was a few uh, encouraging aspects to their the performance you know, Jack Regan. He he was. You know, they thought that he was going to miss the couple, of, the first couple of games in the league. But he actually played. He came on as a sub. Yes, uh, on Saturday and scored four points from freeze uh, you know so overall it wasn't really, well Brendan McKeown he had an outstanding display Kadoky Man uh, cornerback uh, oh, yeah. he had an outstanding display um, there was a few Ryan Stephen Morris Their midfield have good, you know, good vision and you can see how they they can spray the ball around and Nicky Potterton was a you know surge in runs Imran O'Donoghue as well he, he didn't get much ball but when he did he certainly played he made the most of it got a couple of points three points I think from play Paul and and Freetager so there's some, some encouragement. Uh, Charlie Ennis made a penalty save of course as Charlie tends to do he yeah. brought off a brilliant save uh, you know uh, during the course of the game but uh, there's clearly an awful lot of work to do ahead of the league campaign to start against Wicklow
1: yeah uh, I, I suppose he, he got out what he wanted out of the Keogh Cup which were competitive games and uh, as you mentioned earlier on um as you mentioned earlier on, they had to... Um, I forgot I what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm after getting distracted. But uh, yeah, as you said earlier on, it's important to get games under their belt and uh, they won't play that standard of opposition in the National Hurling League Division 2B no, uh, or in the Christie Ring Cup later on. So it's good to get these competitive games against counties like... Um, like Carlow like yeah. Down and like Kildare so. yeah
0: they'll be playing Wicklow and London and yeah. teams like that and Tyrone yeah. and Donegal and, Ico, Gall and it's yeah, it's yeah. so you know, yeah. so ex- hopefully
1: things will improve in the league
0: yeah the division 2B there will be certainly uh, favourites for that I was saying to uh, Saoirse Bolfin, the Mead manager about how that's it's, it's not many seasons Mead teams are going into as favourites to win their division their, their but uh, they are favourites that, that adds a certain pressure I suppose on players and he talk, you know about intercounty he made some interesting comments about Playing at inter-county level, how there's a certain pressure there anyway, right from the start. You know, you're expected to uh, step up to the plate, and players, you know, if you're not able for that pressure, then you're going to struggle. And yeah, but, um, yeah. Mead have an experienced team, so hopefully they the will make an impact in uh, in the National Hornet League Division Two B, uh, and we, we'll will certainly we're wa- certainly encouraging to see. James Torr wasn't playing, but, um, but the manager assured me that he was just being rested. For the league, so that we can look forward to um, him coming back probably for the Wicklow match and starting. So, um, you know, let's let's because it'd be so it's so important to get off to a start, a winning start, isn't it? Fergal the first oh, week, first league.
1: Absolutely, as said, uh, we've already spoken yeah. about the uh, the footballers and how important yeah. it is for them. You know, last year they they lost to a uh, to Galway in the first round and didn't score for fifty odd minutes or forty odd minutes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that followed on into a game against Roscommon, which followed into a draw with Down and followed into a draw with Offaly So all of a sudden, you're chasing your tail. So it's crucial to get off to a win and start. And it just gives you such a platform. And this, this hurling team is, uh, you can see Search has his imprint on the game as well mm. and, and that short, clever passing, which you can mix it up with delivering long ball mm. as well. Um, but I, I think. Mead are obviously Obvious favourites To win Division 2B They're probably going to be One of the favourites To win the Christie Ring Cup As well So it'll be A uh it should be a decent year for the Mead Hurlers and they won't lose too much sleep over that loss to Kildare but were, again uh, you, no, you learn as much in defeat as you do in victory so hopefully they'll, uh, they'll learn from that and bring mm. whatever learnings from it into the game next Saturday in Partholchum as well Yes, busy weekend at Partholchum next yeah, weekend
0: absolutely yes all roads lead to Partholchum
1: <laughs> yeah next Saturday the Hurlers Sunday the Footballers and Monday which the, is our new deal. bank holiday the, uh, the, 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 the Davy Nelsons are going to play at Galway. Um, they had the, a great win at the weekend. For did
0: you see that Mary case uh, goal? I did. What a spectacular Mary Kate Did,
1: Lynch, she, did. Kind of she meant every bit of it? Yeah. It sent her on. sent her a message on Saturday night saying just saw your goal. I said uh, she laughed. She was replying laughing, saying yeah, it right. certainly wasn't. Uh, <laughs> she certainly didn't mean it, and yeah. she's still wondering how it happened, but. Uh, An an excellent player, and she was, you know, just got on the end of a ball and decided to pump it goalwards and used Mm -hmm. a bit of a win behind her to get it, maybe hopefully over the bar, but uh, dropped to the net, and it was enough to give Mead a one seven to five point win over Donegal. Again, not a great, not high scoring return, but good defensively uh, from Mead against a much changed Donegal team who are. uh, I think they're taking a kind of a more laid-back approach to the league this year, Donegal. And, you know, they got to the league final last year. Of course, obviously, Mead beat them in the league final. So they're taking a little bit more of a, a strategic approach to the league with a focus mm-hmm. on the championship. And they were missing an awful lot of players. So they're giving young players... Uh, game time
0: well, Dave, he, yeah sorry David Nelson mentioned how he was surprised I think how defensively they set up they parked the bus in their own in their own backyard basically yeah and uh, he was surprised at that but because it was a very low scoring game it was only one seven to five points yeah yeah by and three all
1: at half time I three think and, and, half time. Yes.
0: and uh, um, I think it was against the, you know um, yeah so it, it, that was that surprised him So yeah. it it took a lot of for Mead to break down the, that defensive wall. But uh, he's gonna it's gonna happen. But if, what he must be a very relieved man because he was delighted just to get off to when he started his first league victory.
1: Yeah, you know? and that's it. And it's not going to get any easier. You know, Mead lost to Dublin in round one, and now they welcome Galway to Tolchin next Monday. Yeah. Bank holiday Monday, as we said, and Galway had. One twelve to 7 points I think they defeated Dublin at the weekend so yeah. Galway sitting pretty at the top of the Division 1 table and coming to Navin um, it's going to be a huge game for Davy Nelson I, I'm not sure if he will have Emma Duggan available to him uh, I know she's carrying a bit um, of a knock she wasn't mm-hmm. on the squad I for think
0: he might the he first two in, games he was hopeful that she would play in yeah. that yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: They need to get Emma back in the team and and get her moving. I know Vicky, I don't think is going to be available. No, uh, Orla Lally is is injured later, in uh, and but later in the later in the year, all But right. You're hoping
0: she can come back, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, look at it. It's again, it's a it's a rebuilding, not a rebuilding process, but it's a little bit of transition for Mead now with a whole new management team and a few new players in. So it's good to see uh, players like Maeve Byrne and Alva Leahy taking their chance and Neve Gilogli all got on the score sheet the three of them all coming in and getting getting their opportunity as well Um after uh, probably having to spend a substantial period of time on the bench last year so uh, Neve Glogli was a fixture on the team and, yes. and just missed out but back in now and playing well so it's good to see, Great to see uh, yeah. those and, and new players getting an opportunity as well Kira Smith who played with Loretto during the week when Loretto beat at Trim in the, the Leinster Schools final screen, yeah. brilliant player and uh so she's getting an opportunity to cement her place in the team, and I, I think Orla Mallon and Olivia Callan from O'Mahony's yeah. through are are getting an opportunity. Brilliant to see Eva Minogue from Dunderry yeah, uh, continuing from Komogi, yeah. Yeah. and and she's playing really really well, so she's getting her opportunity. And then the, uh, for lack of a better word, the older heads, the players like Sean Ennis, Sean yeah. Ennis, and Neva Sullivan <laughs> and Stacey Grimes. And older heads are still Stacey Grimes, still only twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, or whatever it yeah, is. You know, about, more yeah. experience. Let's call them mm. um, still doing the job as well. Like and and key players. Uh, and that team are as key to the team as Emma Duggan or Vicky Waller, you know, so um it's great to see Shauna and Neva Sullivan, Katie New is another one who's playing well as well, um Avian Cleary is playing well. So look at it, it's it's a huge test for Meade. They've two home games in a row now, Galway yeah. and Mayo.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so it'd be good to see them if they can pick up two more wins there then they're right back in the hunt for no, for the league title which is not a priority for davy and uh, the new management team but can't beat that winning feeling
0: yes exactly and uh, he'd be uh looking forward to that, uh, those matches and as i say the plenty uh, should draw a decent crowd to, to park thalton again for that match as you say a busy weekend at the venue uh are there anything else for yeah jimmy just
1: just uh, to make people aware um and I know you're a modest enough sort of a fella that you don't like any any publicity, but you have a, a superb interview with Judy Bobbitt in this week's Me Chronicle, and it's something that... Um we encourage people to go out and buy the paper obviously all the time but it's it's an unmissable interview with judy bobbitt judy uh former me ladies footballer who went on to represent ireland at rugby um suffered with her mental health and and left that team environment and took up boxing just 14 months ago yeah. and went on to become the Irish national elite heavyweight champion there a couple of weeks ago uh, with victory in the national stadium. So it's a remarkable story from Judy. Um, she's a girl I knew from being involved with me ladies football at minor level. Uh, super kid. She was a, a brilliant goalkeeper with us. And... Um, and a really strong, powerful athlete and really focused on her job. But she has her demons, uh, mental demons, as, as she tells you in her uh, brilliant interview. And I, I just can't highly recommend people enough to go out and buy the paper on Tuesday night to read that alone.
0: Certainly Judy has a, a story to tell, you know, in terms of her, her struggles. Uh, Justin, uh, uh, t- uh, thanks very good. So you just said uh, that, and, uh, but um, Evan Ferguson as well. Did you see that tackle?
1: I didn't see it, so I heard about it. Thankfully, as a Liverpool supporter, I uh, I didn't have to endure that yesterday because I was uh, in Park at Queues, so yeah. didn't have to endure it. But uh, I believe it was a poor tackle from Fabinho. Uh, he's been known to lunge in on tackles like that, all right, and, and catch yeah. players. And uh, I saw the video of Evan Ferguson. Nathan Murphy had a video on off the ball of uh, of Evan Ferguson leaving the Amex on crutches yesterday, which is never a good sign. Hopefully, yeah. it's not as bad as it looks. Um, and and he can get back because he's been a he's been a revelation and a real star so uh,
0: we haven't seen updates for today maybe you know but uh oh let's hope yes because Evan it was going really so well you know and uh, we, we uh, wish him well and a speedy recovery um, I didn't see the tackle myself but I heard it, it wasn't great and I as saw you said, a
1: photo of it I saw still of the tackle and not great. the studs were in the yeah. back of his the back of his uh out of Evans' and and
0: all that because you know that, that reminds me of the, one of those you know the, um, Norman Hunter or the great Norman Hunter was a great player but he was also a tough yeah time. yeah or well Ron it was Har- it wasn't was quite you know. a, a, a
1: chopper Harris or a. a Norman Hunter esque tackle. It's yeah. not the way. It's more just sliding in and and you know studs up a little bit rather than with force. But it's enough to catch and and do yeah. do damage. But look, hopefully Evan Ferguson yeah. will be all right. Um davy davy russell and gordon elliott combined over the weekend for more winners as well so uh davy's return to the saddle is is going according to plan and he's getting winners for gordon elliott so uh, it's great to see that happening on the racing front uh, next weekend as we've we've mentioned already a busy one saturday sunday monday in parr and. uh the hurlers out on Saturday in the first round, National League Division Two B against Wicklow. The footballers out against Clare, round two. Hopefully, going to make it two from two. And the ladies in round three against um, Callaway on uh, Monday. So, yeah,
0: so plenty to look forward to. Plenty folks. to look
1: forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, Fergal, thanks very much for that. That was uh, our latest edition of Talk a Good Game, and we hope you enjoyed that uh, the discussion and uh, have a great weekend, sports uh, sports week wherever you are, folks. Thank you.
1: Take it easy. Say hi!